hey, there's a better way and sharing what that better way is. And commercial real estate has a, has a lot of benefits, you know, um, and especially when you're investing in these things through like, you know, uh, syndications, you know, All right, guys, welcome to another amazing episode. Today we have Mo Bina. Uh, Mo uh, is a managing principal and founder of High Rides Capital. Um, he's a very educated individual. Um, and he's an avid follower and student of the financial markets for over 20 years. Um, I will say that uh, I, we, my brother and I have interacted with Mo over LinkedIn, uh, always engaging and always a very smart uh, person. Uh, he is part of several masterminds from what I see. And we're going to go ahead and pick his brain. Um, he has an ebook, very uh, education uh, oriented, and he targets a lot of uh, passive investors and, and shows them how to invest correctly, uh, especially, you know, it's a hot topic during COVID. You got to know where to put your, your money. And we're going to go ahead and begin. Uh, Mo, if you can, uh, you know, dive a little bit more into your, your background, how you got into passive investing and um, what kind of uh, experience you have with commercial real estate and multifamily investing? Well, uh, thank you, uh, Oscar and, uh, and Jeremy, for having me on. It's it's a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. Uh, we've been trying to arrange this for quite a while, so uh, yeah. thank you yeah. so much. Um, so my, my journey started actually uh, many years ago. You know, I um, um, I experienced you know kind of the the volatility that happened, you know, with the, with Wall Street and, and owning stocks, you know, many years ago during the last uh, global financial recession back in 2008 and 2009. And, um, and that was actually the second time I'd gone through that, you know, the previous one was with the dot-com crash, you know, in the early 2000s. And, you know, after it happened the second time, you know, and I saw, you know, what was going on, you know, a lot of people losing their homes and all this financial disarray and, you know, uh, central banks around the world intervening you know, to, to buy assets and to kind of restore confidence back in the system. And uh, I just, I just kind of spent a lot of time reflecting and trying to understand, you know, like, why is this happening? Why does it seem to happen every seven or eight years where there is some type of like financial crash and, and people lose huge amounts of their wealth. And, you know, so I, I kind of spent a lot of time reflecting and evaluating you know, and I, and I went kind of like down this, this journey or this path of kind of like, uh, um, you know, uh, enlightenment, I guess, or just kind of studying and, and spending, you know, quite a bit of time, in fact. And, and I realized that, you know, the, the whole investment strategy or the, what people were taught about what they, sh they should do with their money by, you know, these traditional investments, let's call them, where people put their money into stocks and, and bonds and mutual funds. And maybe, you know, sometimes, you know, you could also include maybe single family homes as well um, in that kind of category of traditional investments. And then I kind of started to evaluate like, well, those people that are really wealthy and, and have a lot of money, those people that really build like true wealth and gain like financial independence, well, what, what are they doing? Are they, are they doing the same thing that the vast majority of other people are doing? And I, I came to the conclusion that the vast majority of those people are not doing the same thing. And that's what sets them apart from everyone else. And so then I started to then understand and learn about, you know, this kind of class of, you know, alternative investments and that, you know, there are many other things that people invest in, you know, that have the ability to earn better returns, you know, historically speaking, 
and also help to generate like passive income and, and cash flow. And, and there's this whole kind of paradigm about, you know, and a lot of people that I've known over the years that, you know, they, they build this huge nest egg of, of this large portfolio of stocks and bonds, and then they go to retire. And then what do they do? They, they liquidate all these assets. They, they sell them. And, but there's another way of doing all this. It's, well, instead of building a portfolio of, ass, of paper assets, why don't I build a portfolio of, let's say, real estate, cash flowing real estate? So when I go to retire, all that income is already replacing, you know, um, whatever my income may have been before that, my W-2 job or whatever. And instead, you know, I'm living off of that cash flow off of these assets that I own. And then when I pass, you know, uh, my children and my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren or my grandchildren, you know, they also benefit from these assets because then it's still producing income for them. And so this whole idea of building a nest egg that's based on Wall Street and paper assets was one that I finally concluded was, was one that really ultimately doesn't work as well as other strategies out there. And so anyway, but that's kind of like that whole path and story that I, that I went through and understanding that commercial real estate um, and how we can, through syndications, actually invest directly into commercial real estate assets and um, multifamily, senior living. There's all these different great, you know, investment categories or investment classes within commercial real estate that we can all participate in. We can generate passive income, and then we get a lot of base. We get a lot of great, you know, tax benefits too that reduce our tax liability from uh, being involved in these types of passive investments and. So that kind of led me down the path of, you know, being a passive investor and investing in these types of opportunities. And um, so that, that kind of is the background. It's a, it was a long path. It took me quite a while, but it, it was, was really, it was a complete paradigm shift from, from what a lot of people and the vast majority of people, you know, in our society view financial freedom and how to obtain it. Yeah. So we, we call that the aha moment, right? Where you're, you're either focusing on on single family and maybe doing fix and flip or you're doing traditional stocks and and all of a sudden you realize uh, the tax advantages too right that's a big thing that that the fact that i mean i think that's the biggest differentiator between real estate and any other investment is you can you can uh defer taxes until death and then write them off and then forget about it and essentially you never pay taxes (laughs) so so i mean you can it, just that alone right there is is the tipping point for it and that was our aha moment but what did so what what kind of education drove you to it as far as what did you take what well i in the beginning it was just a lot about like just kind of reading and better understanding and and questioning well first of all understanding the financial system and and, and more kind of macroeconomics and because i didn't really quite fully grasp like well why do we have a why do we have a financial system that needs to be rescued every so number of years, seven, eight years or more? I mean, we just had to do it again just a few months ago, right? Trillions yeah. of dollars have been injected into the financial system and they're going to have a lot of ramifications over the next few years. I mean, there already are. Mm-hmm. And, and better understanding, you know, if, we, if the financial system is healthy and it works well, why does it need to be rescued? I mean, I yeah. just, it was something that after I went through that the second time, you know, back in 2008, 2009, it led me to really question and understand. So I spent a lot of time reading and understanding and trying to figure out, you know, macroeconomics and, and I kind of been following it, you know, um, you know, even before then, but I really got, I, I really dove deeper into the subject. 
and I spent more time reading. I also spent more time listening. I started listening to podcasts about that same time, you know, um, and there was a number of great, you know, podcasts that I started listening to that kind of helped me piece everything together. And like you said, that aha moment, and, that, and that's when I led to that too, that, that aha or that epiphany where it was like, wow, there's a much better way of, of doing this than how we've been taught or how we've been told, probably is a better way of saying it, you know, and of course those people that are telling us, they benefit from that, right? You know, Wall Street benefits from the fees that they charge from people that invest in uh, mutual funds. You know, they, there's a lot of, you know, middlemen in the process, you know, and people, and, and it's funny when you talk about tax benefits too, like people are constantly being told like, oh, put your money in a 401k that's got great tax benefits. Yeah. But when you compare those tax benefits to the ones that we get in real estate or even as a passive investor, I mean, hands down, I mean, it's not even comparable. But yeah, a lot of people yeah. think that, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta maximize my 401k. Um, I gotta put as much money as I can into it. And I, I mean, I guess for some people who have maybe the means of like putting money into a self-directed, you know, perhaps that's a different story because then with the self-directed, they can invest in commercial real estate and syndications. But for a lot of employees, uh, W2 people, they, their, their options are very limited. Um, and they can't necessarily use like a self-directed type plan. And they have only so many very limited options that are still essentially paper assets and Wall Street based. So sure. it was a lot of time I spent, I also spent time going to conferences and I started, I just wanted to really better understand, you know, what I was doing and, and becoming a, just a better passive investor at that point um, and learning more and, you know, uh, grasping and learning as much as I could. And, and I, and this kind of falls into one of like, you know, the, uh, the mission statements of, you know, uh, the company that I eventually went to found high rise capital is, is ed really education focused. And also, you know, this mentality of being a lifelong learner, if we stop wanting to learn, then I think it hinders us. And, you know, in order to stay ahead of the curve, it's always important to have that mentality and that mindset, uh, being just a lifelong learner, I think is very important. And I think even, you know, those of us that have gone through that aha moment, we're still learning every day, constantly from other people. And, you know, we're growing as well too, so. Yeah. And Mo, uh, for, for our audience, because you're more of a passive investor, and how did you stumble across syndication and, and what made you be, start as a passive investor? Yeah, so I started as a, as a passive investor, you know, just mainly from like the, standpoint of you know wanting to generate you know passive income and then of course the tax benefits that come with being a passive investor so you know as we as a passive investor we we have direct ownership in the assets that we've invested in and and those those tax benefits trickle down to us as passive investors and of course you know we're utilizing the the experience the the know-how the knowledge um, of, you know, the people that are putting together the deals and that we're investing alongside and then we're relying on them to make the, the right management decisions and, you know, uh, we're, we're leveraging their experience, right? And we're leveraging, you know, what they bring to the table. And so that's kind of what led me down that path. And, and you know, even for people who eventually become like active investors, you know, like us, you know, starting on that passive investor route, kind of builds that familiarity and kind of builds that experience as well too, um, you know, versus just kind of jumping into active investing without understanding, you know, 
kind of like that other side of the coin. Can you, can you expand more on the experience as far as, because uh, most of the people that we, that we have as guests are active investors, right? They get on the, on the driver's side of the, of the vehicle. You went on the passenger side and you basically gave full control of the, uh, of the, of the managers to take the, the asset and, and, and manage it, right? For you and, and from your perspective is because you wanted to get that experience, right? And that knowledge and then move on to be active. Um, how was the, uh, the, like the, the, the emotions to go through that and, and give that control to somebody else? Yeah, it's very, it's very important to, to vet, you know, the people that you, um, that you're, you know, entrusting with your money and, um, you know, it's a, a well, something we'll probably talk about a little while is, you know, an ebook that I wrote and um, that kind of helps guide passive investors and kind of builds up foundation. And uh, one of the things that I put in that ebook um, actually was a, was a due diligence uh, type checklist. And so it's important that everyone, you know, that they do their due diligence and they understand, you know, um, one, who they're investing with and also the opportunity itself, right? You know, every deal is different. And, um, you know, everything has to be vetted. And so, um, but, you know, the, the, the benefits of leveraging someone else's, you know, experience and know-how, very valuable. You know, it can be, uh, it's, it's to go out and for someone to do it on their own um, without having the, the experience, without having the network, without having the, let's say, even the capital, um, you know, to get a loan or to get financing, to acquire a commercial piece of property, knowing how to operate it. Um, I mean, that, that takes a lot of experience. And so um, that, that passive investor route, you know, I, you know it, it allows you to, to kind of gain that and to leverage that from other people. And how, how do you find, for example, your first deal, right? You, you, you went through the, through the uh, learning path, right? You're, you're trying to learn all these different vehicles uh, to invest in. How do you stumble across the first deal that some, either somebody came to you and say, hey, I got this, this real estate deal, or do you find it online, or do you find it in one of your uh, uh, meetups, or how, how did that come across? Yeah, you know, people, people go through that in, in different ways. You know, some people do that, um, you know, and that's why it's, it's always good to kind of go to events uh, and conferences. And I know recently that hasn't really, you know, hasn't really happened, you know, um, just because of, you know, people coming together and, and crowds and so forth. But anyway, like, you know, uh, events are great places to, to meet other people, um, you know, uh, conferences, you know, uh, meeting sponsors and, you know, other ways that people do it is, you know, a lot of times, you know, syndications in the syndication world has always kind of been like a, uh, if you want to call it like a, like a private network, right? You know, uh, up until, you know, a few years ago with the Jobs Act that kind of opened up, you know, online advertising of syndications, you know, deals were found just based on, you know, word of mouth and, and private networks, right? Um, you know, you weren't, you didn't have the ability to go and advertise, you know, your, your offering or your deal, you know, the deal had to basically be something that was introduced to people. And that's how it, that's how it happened for, for decades, for, for many, many years. And it's only kind of very recently, just in, you know, a number of years now that, you know, um, people can go and, and, and advertise their deal. And, and of course, at that point, it's only available to credit investors. Um, and you don't necessarily have a pre-existing -pre relationship with people like that. Um, 
but you know, I think for the most part, regardless of whether or not, you know, someone has, is pitching a deal actively or sorry, pitching a deal online, like a, like a, uh, like an email blast, or you've seen someone advertise something online. I think ultimately, I think most people end up investing with people who they know, uh, who they trust, and at the very least have no other people who invested uh, with them or, or know the management team and the sponsor team. And so I, a lot of it still kind of boils down to, to trust, you know? So let me ask you this. So you, you, you go into passive investing and you're okay. I'm going to find a, you know, start my own company, high res capital. And I know you're also part of masterminds. How do you, you know, walk us a little bit through the process of saying, all right, I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to partner with people or, or if you did it by yourself, tell us how, give us a little bit more of the process that you went through as far as um, how to, how to properly structure it. Uh, maybe some some tips on hey if you're starting a company specifically for investing education or for syndication you should pay attention more to this and to that. So if you can't throw us throw a nugget from there. Yeah, um, you know, I, as a, as I was kind of growing as a passive investor, I, I you know, like I mentioned before, when I was on this kind of path of you know discovery. Uh, the benefits of, of passive investing, the benefits of like, you know, commercial real estate, the whole world of alternative investments that are out there that a lot of people don't know about. And, you know, I just got to the point where I wanted to, I wanted to share that with other people. I wanted other people to understand that, you know, there's a better way, you know, to, to invest and to build your wealth. And, you know, we've touched upon a number of them, like the tax benefits and building, you know, assets, real assets that when you go to retire, you know, um, you're not, you're not replacing or you're not liquidating in order to, to, to basically generate income at that point, you know, you're just living off the income that these assets are producing, you know, and that's how the real wealthy in this nation, I think, you know, they build their assets, right? They, they may build a portfolio where they have some assets, you know, within, you know, uh, the stock market or they might own some stocks, but I think the vast majority of when you look at like the, the list of like the billionaires and how many of them made their money, you know, through real estate and it's an overwhelming percentage of them. And so I kind of went down this path of like, you know, understanding and wanting to share that with other people. And that kind of led me to the point of like, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to start my own company, you know, uh, build partnerships, you know, um, have deals that I can share with other people. Um, you know, and as a result of this, you know, uh, that kind of like self-discovery led to the point of like, hey, there's a better way and sharing what that better way is. And commercial real estate has a, has a lot of benefits, you know, um, and especially when you're investing in these things through like, you know, uh, syndications, you know, when you have a syndication, right, people are pooling their money together and, you know, it allows people to go and buy, you know, assets that would, they would not have been able to ever buy, you know, uh, in a lot of cases on their own. And so that, that kind of led me to like, hey, you know, starting my own company, um, building partnerships, which I'm still continuing to do. There's a lot of asset classes within commercial real estate that I like. There are some people out there that are kind of more focused, you know, maybe like in one class of commercial real estate, like multifamily. But I like multifamily and I, I like also some of the other asset classes, you know, like senior living and also uh, mobile home parks and self-storage and industrial Industrial is a very compelling asset class, which is growing on me more and more, uh, especially as we see kind of the shifts that are taking place 
you know, with like uh, retail and, and office and kind of some of the changes these asset classes are going to and the rise of e-commerce. And so the industrial asset class is, is one that I think is going to do very well, you know, for, for years to come. So um, I, I know I said a mouthful, but uh, essentially that's, uh, uh, that's what kind of led me to, to get to the point of like starting my own company and, you know, and building these partnerships and the, and the network you know, because essentially my goal is to bring the, the best opportunities there are to the people in my network um, and for them to also enjoy the benefits of passive investing and, you know, at the very least, maybe diversifying their portfolio uh, differently than this completely like, you know, Wall Street and paper asset based and to subject themselves to the volatility and looking at a brokerage statement where they look and they see 30 or 40% drop or more, you know, and so and building just passive income, you know, as well too. And and like, sorry, and as you mentioned too, I'm, I'm also helped uh, with a couple of other guys. Uh, you know, we've started a mastermind and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's primarily commercial real estate focused and uh, it's amazing because it just helps us to all kind of, you know, um, build synergy and to help each other. And also at the same time, like, you know, uh, build our networks out and, you know, uh, people collaborating with each other on various projects. So it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, you know, to, to be part of especially a great mastermind group like that. Let me ask you this, as far as your company itself, you are, uh, it, it's going to be an investment and educational company. So when you went ahead and, and stood this up, is it a LLC? Are you in a partnership for that company? How, what, what exactly is the structure of your, your company there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a corporation. It's a corporation based. Okay. Um, but, you know, um, as you know, like when, when you do like syndications, you know, you, you'll build out, you'll have a special purpose entity. So, you know, LLC, uh, an LLC will be established for each offering. Um, and so the, the focus on the, the education part for, for me has been the fact that so many um, accredited and sophisticated investors, because of, they haven't gone through that aha moment like we have, right? And so a lot of time is basically spent, or I spend a lot of time, you know, uh, trying to help build that kind of like aha moment and to take people down that, that kind of that trajectory. That path, yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, and in talking to people, you know, I was, I was answering a lot of the same questions and, you know, people having the same kind of like uncertainty about like, well, well how does, how does this whole thing work? And how is that? And, but I don't understand commercial real estate. I don't understand syndications and, and that's why I wrote the ebook that I did, you know, to get into a lot of those details and to kind of piece everything together for people so that they, they understood, you know, or they can, you know, hope to get a better understanding, I should say, of, of how, you know, these things are structured. You know, it's, uh, it, there's a little bit more work involved. It's, it's not necessarily as easy as opening a brokerage account and, and, and buying, you know, stocks, uh, which most people feel really comfortable with and, you know, feel that it's fairly easy. Yeah. Um, there, there's a, there is a, uh, a little bit more of an educational type, you know, uh, you know, necessity that's needed to get to that point. So let me ask you, what, what's the hardest part now uh, f from your perspective transitioning from, you know, passive to now being more of an, an active role of your, you're starting up your own company. What's been the, the hardest obstacle and how, how have you uh, overcome it? Yeah. You know, it's uh wow. It's uh, the hardest thing. There's a, <laughs> There's, a, there's certainly a lot of, uh, you know, challenges, as you know, when you are working as an entrepreneur, you know, and you're, and you're building something on your own. Um, there's all the challenges that come with like, you know, um, how do you, 
how, how do you, who do you want to partner with? Who do you want to work with? You know, there's those challenges, you know, there's also kind of the building the foundation and your company, your brand, um, you know, uh, what types of content do you want to put out there? You know, uh, people that you want to appeal to as well too. Um, you know, it's, uh, there's a, there's, there's a lot of that, that entrepreneurial journey is a very up and down one. It's, uh, it's not very, uh, like linear where it just kind of goes up steady and, you know, everything always looks good. Right. It's, uh, it's more of an up and down, you know, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, the, the, the peaks and the, and the valleys sometimes are separated by quite a bit. And, um, it's, uh, I, I think a lot of focus is needed, uh, first of all, and, and dedication as well too, you know, it's, uh, and I know you guys know about that as well. It's, uh, it really takes a lot in persistence, you know, yep. really, you just got to hang in there. Um, you know, so whenever you start something new, I mean, essentially, you know, acting as an entrepreneur and starting out, you know, and building all these things and building processes, for example, like, you know, utilizing tools and, and, and software packages. And, you know, I also just recently started a monthly newsletter just a couple months ago. And, you know, you know, just even putting together like a monthly newsletter, you know, and content, you know, for people and trying to help them. Um, it's, uh, you know, these things are all things that I've, I've never done before. And, you know, they, they're all challenging, you know. Um, and at the same time, we're juggling and, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're doing multiple things at the same time. It's like you're, you're doing a little bit of like marketing. You do a little bit of like educational content. You'll also maybe do a little bit of like, you know, of course, you know, building partnerships, you know, people that you want to work with and, and, um, you know, at the same time, you know, staying up to date with what's going on within the commercial real estate space as well. So it's just that uh, you're wearing many hats. Yeah. yeah. So are you, are you wearing all the hats or are you delegating out? Are you using VAs? Um, what, what's your, uh, talk a little bit more about your process there. Cause you got a lot going on, right? I mean, we even talked about you possibly starting a podcast pretty soon. So, I mean, everything takes time. What, what are you doing to uh, focus on certain objectives versus others and, and make it, making it happen. Right. Yeah. Or, and, and to add to that, are you getting coaching? Have you been coached uh, training, things like that? Yeah. You know, I, I went, I went through a little bit of like, um, like coaching, if you want to call it, um, I think ultimately at the end of the day, you know, some people have like mentors and people that are kind of show them the ropes. And I think that's great. Um, if they have access to that, um, some people have told me that they've gone through some pretty expensive, uh, you know, mentorships or coaching, and they kind of felt like, you know, they could have gone that same experience on their own. I, I really didn't, didn't do a lot of that. Um, you know, so I, I can't really, really speak to that, but I know some people do. And I, some people say they've gotten a lot of benefit out of it, you know, um, but as far as like, you know, how to get things done, like, yeah, you know, I, I, I utilize a, a VA um, and, you know, I've, I've done that. And sometimes I even know people that utilize multiple VAs, you know, one to do like a certain task and another type of VA to do um, podcast editing, let's say, or, or website development or, or whatever it may be. And, and ultimately, you know, as an entrepreneur and, and someone like us, you know, we, we can't do a lot of this stuff and the time that it takes to understand and learn. And then at the same time to then, you know, go out and do it to a, a pretty, you know, uh, to a pretty, a pretty good level uh, and to generate good quality. It, it's just, it's just not possible, right? It's like, you got to rely yeah. on people and you have to delegate when possible. And, and I delegate and, 
you know, and have other people do things. And sometimes you got to hire people to do that. And sometimes you also have to, um, you know, improvise as well too. And sometimes you just, you try it once and maybe it doesn't come out perfect. And then you kind of, you circle back and you do it again and you kind of keep refining as you go. And to me, that's kind of the path of an entrepreneur as well too. It's like, you know, you don't always get everything right the first time, but you just got to keep at it. So, so let's, uh, let's try to throw a pretty big nugget here. Since you have a VA and you're expanding so much, working on so much, where can you throw us the, the best resource out there uh, for finding a VA? What, what, what's your strategy there? And what website, if you could point us to one or something like that? Yeah, you know, I've, uh, I've used a number of different VAs um, and, you know, people utilize, you know, platforms like, you know, Upwork and also use like Fiverr as well too, to kind of find like, you know, people to do uh, maybe short-term projects or longer-term projects as well. Um, you know, sometimes people, you know, rely more kind of like on, on a referral system. So, you know, I may ask someone like, hey, you know, like I, I need to get X, Y, Z done. You know, can you help? Do you know someone who may be able to help me out with this? And uh, so I've gone, you know, into, and I, and I kind of prefer that personally, a little bit more like the referral system, you know, to find people uh, that'll help me get something done. So at that point, it becomes more like a project-based assignment. Uh, but those project-based assignments can even be like, you know, they can be very long-term, you know, as well, too. They can be something that, you know, can, can span, you know, uh, months or even years, depending on what it is. So um, everyone kind of goes about it, you know, uh, a little differently. And uh, for me, it's kind of been like, well, you know, I'll, I'll try it. And if it works, I'll keep at it. And if not, then I'll just kind of circle back and, and maybe try, try it again. Again, it's, sometimes it's just a trial and error thing, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Well, Mo, uh, so just for our audience, can you please tell them, because uh, we're running out of time already, uh, can you tell them uh, where can they find more about you, uh, where they can t contact you if they have any questions, um, and also please uh, your ebook and future podcast, if you can give us a, a little bit of preview on that. Yeah, yeah, so uh, my website is... Uh hi-risecapital.com, uh, so H-I-G-H-R-I-S-E-C-A-P-I-T-I-L.com, um, uh, so highrisecapital.com is my website. And if you go there, you know, on my, um, on my resources page and also on the, on the footer, I believe, of every page on my site, there's a sign up. So people can sign up, you know, to uh, download and to um, see my ebook. And also that, that puts them on to my monthly newsletter as well, too. I, I put out more educational content and kind of more insights about, you know, the economy and what's going on in commercial real estate. And uh, so they can get more information there. Uh, and, and people that are interested in uh, actually signing up to be a part of like my investor network. I also have an investor sign up page as well, too. Um, and so when opportunities come about, you know, and I share them with my network, um, they'll they'll be the first to know about it. Um, and so that's, uh, that's pretty much the website. And I also have a, a number of educational content pieces on my website too. Like I've, I've compiled data based on the historical returns from like commercial real estate versus like the stock market. And so I put a number of like educational pieces out there as well on the website in addition to the ebook. Uh, the ebook is very kind of multifamily uh, focused, but you know, I have, um, 
a lot of other stuff in there that talks about just commercial real estate in general. And there's going to be additional content as well, too, on our uh, on the website about other asset classes outside of multifamily. So getting into like senior living and industrial and mobile home parks and these other asset classes, uh, you know, that we like quite a bit. And uh, so that that's pretty much, you know, uh, the website. And, you know, uh, if anyone has any questions, I got to contact those pages as well, too. They can reach out. I'd love to hear from them. Uh, awesome. My email is at info, I-N-F-O at uh, high-risecapital.com if anybody has any questions. Uh, I'd love to help them out uh, in any way possible. And, you know, 